everybody. This is Pam at the Paper Outpost. And guess what? This is the Paper Outpost podcast, the joy of junk journals. I'm answering your crafty questions today. Um, and if you, if this is, are you new to the podcast? Welcome. Um, I cover junk journal making, paper crafting, life of a crafter, and answering, cra- I can't speak, answering crafty questions. Right, Sunny? Right, Mom? Okay. Um, We are all snuggled into the craft room right now. It is about 6 p.m. at night. And uh, the first question comes to to us from PMR, who asks, Hi, did your paper punches mess up? I'm buying new punches, and they always seem to be either broken or break right away. Okay, Um, a couple of thoughts here. Paper punches, either love them or hate them. They're kind of a fun tool as long as they work. That's pretty much the uh, the down and dirty of it. Um, a couple of things to always re- keep in the back of your mind. Um, some pe- paper punches are designed to only cut one piece of paper and other paper punches cut better when they have multiple pieces of paper in there or a thick piece of, um, not a thick piece of chipboard, but something thicker like chipboard. Uh, So make sure you try different things, like try one sheet, then try maybe three sheets, then maybe five sheets, or try a piece of chipboard and see what the, the paper punch likes, because some of them are designed to be better at certain types of papers. It can make a world of difference. I have personally tried the remedy of punching tin foil, uh, aluminum foil, I think you call it here, and uh, um, also waxed paper will help. If you have a sticky punch, try punching waxed paper if you can get find waxed paper. Um, I think Cutrite is a brand that, and I think Reynolds Wrap also makes wax paper of some sort, not parchment paper. It has to have the waxy coating so that when you punch, 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 it puts a little bit of the wax on the, uh, the edges of the punch and it'll, it won't get stuck as much. Nothing is more frustrating than a stuck punch. You know what I mean? And, um, yes. And then, um, the question of new versus used and also brands make a difference. Um, I've went through when I was first collecting supplies I bought a lot of used things because that's all I could afford um new punches are worth their weight in gold oh my gosh they must think they they like poop easter eggs or something like that but no no it's just little paper flowers that come out the other end um and some are really hard to punch like you have to have the you know strength of a thousand gorillas to punch that and that's just that's just not plain fun you know what I mean um one a brand that I found that I, I like, I'm not sponsored, I just like the brand, um, is EK, I think it's called EK, like the letter E, the letter K, EK Studios maybe, but it's um, it always seems to be a good quality punch, and I have bought used ones, and I have bought new ones, and I've had good success with m- most of them. Now, I've had uh, some other brands, and they've done really well too, um, but you have to get to know your punches learn to love them learn their little quirks and idiosyncrasies some are very well used but I would be very 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 surprised if anybody actually wore out a punch from overuse um 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Because it does take a lot of energy to punch. So if you buy one and it's not... Now, if a handle breaks, that's one thing. That can happen. Or if some part of the mechanism just, you know, pops springs and coils. There you go. That's another ball of wax. But um, if it's just a punch that... You know, I don't think I've ever actually come across one that has been used so much. It's been worn out where it's dull from punching I think there might be a misalignment or it gets stuck or it's so unused it, it you know it has to kind of find itself after a while you know you get going and then the punching gets easier and easier do you remember those three hole binder punches that we all used to use to get the, our papers into our uh, giant binders that we dragged around to school um those you had to work in. Remember that feeling where you kind of get it going after a while and then it would punch easier? I think the paper punches are like that too. Just a theory. All right, let's move along. Um, <laughs> here's a funny question. I always laugh at these because I, if you saw my crafter right now, you would just laugh. Um, Pamela Ann, Allen Sanders asks, I am overwhelmed with paper supplies. Huh. A lot of us can relate, Pamela. Um, what is an easy way to keep them sorted? Um, okay. Out of all the ways I've tried, I would say that most have failed. (laughs) I have like some level of organization here, but when I get crafting, stuff comes out and it lands on the table and then it takes, um, you know, I have to like woman up and put it all away and I'm usually going pretty good. And I know, I know better than to, I need to put it in the right spot because if it doesn't go in the right spot, it's gone forever. And it's as if it, it doesn't exist anymore. So people will use, that I've seen other crafters use, organizational methods, um, you know, fancy Ikea pop-up craft table wardrobe magnet. Like, I don't know what it is. They push a button, the whole thing just pops up like a transformer. And then, you know, I don't think they ever close it. I think it always stays open just a theory. Um, so I think if it's always going to stay open, why not just have a desk and some drawers? Uh, if, if you have the room, um, sometimes everybody has a different space situation and maybe you don't have the room to spread out like you would really like to. But I will tell you something, if you have the room, you will spread out um, uh, based on the space you have. If you got space, the, your craft supplies will uh, just take over that space. If you're an active crafter and you really like to craft a lot. Um, I would say the most important thing that I can tell you out of anything that really makes a difference, keep like with like. So if you have a pile of scissors, fancy scissors, short snip, long snip, pinking, this and that and this and that, designer scissors, fancy edge scissors, keep all your scissors together. Um, Keep all your tape together. Keep all your washi tape together. 
Keep all your buttons together because when your brain is creating, you're thinking, oh, I need a button. You know, so you go over there. You don't you don't say to yourself, because uh, I tried to organize by color once and I thought that would be great because oh, I thought, oh, I'm working with something blue. Let me go into my blue drawer of many things that are different. And it, I never went in there because I never was thinking I need a blue something. I was just thinking I need a something like a button and I would go to the button drawer. This is just me. This is what works for me. The best way is to keep like with like. That is my biggest take home message for craft organization stuff. And also the second thing is keep safety in mind. Don't pile things so high they can avalanche down on you or the pets or children. Um, that would be the next thing. Make sure at the bottom things are the heaviest. Don't be all tippy, tipsy, topsy, turvy. Um, where things can fall because we don't want we don't want a crafter down situation you know what I mean we, we don't want that we want everybody just having fun with their papers and that's a good thing and you know I always I, I have this bookshelf and I tidied the first shelf on the bookshelf and um, it's okay but now I notice there's clutter on top of the bookshelf and below it and around it so it seems like I'll clean one area but then somehow another area starts to get overwhelmed does anybody else have better luck? Do you have a system? Please share it with us if you're... Or is it just good old elbow grease that you got to get in there and don't be lazy and put your stuff away? And then, gosh, you hope you can remember where you put it. I mean, it really comes down to that. That's my best tip on that. I don't know if that was helpful. But there you go. Um, okay, that looks like it's in... Um, Russian and I can't read it and I don't have a translate thing darn it okay um Fox House Creations asks Pam have you ever used buttons for a folio closure I have used buttons for closures before and I think that's an awesome idea it is um a fun thing to use um on covers on book covers on uh, little envelopes if you want to maybe add a stuffed envelope yeah, as a, an accompaniment to a journal with full of all sorts of fun little things that the person can play with. Use the, a button as the, um, the bottom half of the clip. Like you can tuck the envelope tip into behind the button if you, if you glue the button down only halfway or if you sew it. Um, uh, yeah, if you have enough room to tuck, you can tuck and it makes the cutest, the cutest little closure. And also, um, it also gives that tactile texturist sense, which is texturous sense. Is that a word? Texturous? Um, uh, it gives that feeling that there's, I don't know, just a different, a different feeling, which is kind of fun. Um, another thing you can do with buttons is make page tabs out of them, which is kind of neat. If you, if you glue them onto a stiffer piece of, uh, maybe a little tiny, like two inch by one inch piece of, um, chipboard or, or light, lightweight chipboard, and then you can glue that to your uh, page. That looks kind of cool too, because a lot of things you can do with buttons. Oh, we have only begun to play with the buttons. Um, Amy Belcastro says, love your videos. Ever, every family has their own language, which doesn't always make sense to others. What you saying, Amy? Are you saying I... <laughs> no worries. Um, I finally took the plunge and bought some good 
some gold gilding paste. It's addictive and so fun to use. So my finger tool seems to be the best way to apply it. Is there any other way that you prefer? I'm a finger girl. I, I have to admit I'm a finger girl. There's something about the heat of the finger that melts the wax to give the perfect consistency to smear the, the waxy paste. Um, is it toxic? I don't know. Um, probably. It might be safer to use a gloved finger or some type of finger cut or um, I have used Q-tips in the past, which is not a bad idea, but I don't honestly get the, the, um, the, the smoothness that I get with the finger. The, the finger tops off. I don't know. It's, it's okay. Maybe I'll live a few shorter years, but I'm going in with the finger. Um, just don't eat it. Um, Christy Maynard says, I love all these button ideas. Thanks for sharing them. What, what crafty person doesn't have a bunch of buttons? Okay, I agree. You don't have buttons, then you head off to that closet and you start getting some buttons. There's some buttons in there. I swear there isn't. You've got, you've got those shirts you don't wear anymore. I know you do. They're in there. If they're not in there, go look in your family's closet. They're there. And they won't notice. Now, go to the very back. <laughs> um, Michelle Phillips says, how long lasting would a book be that has masking tape in its spine? Question mark. Like if you wanted to make a journal that would be good for 20 years from now. I recall seeing old masking tape that has lost its hold when going through stuff and wouldn't want this journal to fall apart because of it. Yeah, I would say you can definitely use masking tape, but I would reinforce it with some glue. Um, if it's a very lightweight thing, maybe a very skinny journal with not a lot of weight pulling on the text block pulling you know pulling down it's just a maybe a writing journal or something um masking tape is fine but when you start getting into bigger heavier journals where there's a lot more weight pulling on the text block from the connection to the spine you it's better it's just it's just better to uh use uh stronger things that way you don't have to worry about things falling apart i think that's probably the I would get that was always my biggest fear is my journal going to fall apart so when I'm gluing in that text block to the spine or anything like that I am generous with the glue and I'll let it if I've really glued it up and there's a lot of glue in there I'll let it sit overnight before I even come and touch it again and um it's it's been good so far um and I think that uh um sewing is the strongest and then gluing it would be next and then you go to uh tapes and things like that yeah definitely tapes would be at the bottom of the strength list um let's see but you can use um um what's that stuff called uh duct tape now that might over 20 years also come off that's possible too um but uh, it does have a good stronghold and i use uh tyvek tape which is a, it's actually a, a drywall housing product. I don't know if it's drywall, but it's something to do with putting together a house. It's weatherproof and it's, it's the strongest tape I've ever come across. Boy, you put that tape down in a spot and you are not pulling. If the tape gets stuck to itself, forget it. Just cut the piece off and move on. You're never going to get those two pieces apart. Um, it is super strong and it's meant to last a long time. That's actually why I, I use the Tyvek tape. Um, it's not inexpensive. I think it's about 25 bucks a roll, but you have that certainty, you know, that certainty that that's going to stay. Yeah, I don't know. I just, it makes me feel good and I could sleep nights. Um, okay. 
Sarah Sloan asks, what does the container for your glue look like and made of? Oh, oh, she must be talking about the glue caddy, um, the glue holder. I made this little um, handmade glue caddy. It's it's water bottles, half liter water bottles. I just cut the like the tops off. There may be, I don't know, maybe five inches tall, four or five inches tall, six inches tall. And uh, then I just put some lace around them to make them pretty. I put a little piece of uh, calico muslin fabric um, around the top edge so I didn't have a, a sharp edge as I was taking my hand in and out. And then I took three of those. I made one shorter so it could hold the glue sticks. And uh, then I just glued all three of the bottoms together in a triangle formation onto a piece of decorated chipboard. And then I took a string and I tied it around all three to hold them tight so they don't tip or anything like that. And that thing has just been, you know, muscling along here um, uh, all, all this time. And uh, it works really well. Um, there's a little seepage of glue at the bottom because I turn my bottles upside down in there. But I do that. I, I'm willing to sacrifice that amount of glue uh, because it always keeps the glue right there, right in the nozzle so that when I pull it out of there, um, it just immediately starts coming out and I'm ready to go. I don't have to wait for the glue to drip down to the bottom. I, for some reason that just, that slows me down and I don't want anything to get in my way when I'm making a journal. Um, certainly not waiting for glue. Oh yes, I should tell everybody that I keep forgetting to do this. Um, there was a, a spam hacker, um, troll, whatever you want to call it, but somebody was going into my craft chat for the um, uh, scrappy contest and they were posting to pe people that you won a mega contest or a mega collection or something like that a whole bunch of people and um, so I was getting these emails from people saying did I did I win something I don't I didn't know um, no unfortunately that was a scam and um, so I'm I number one they spelt telegram wrong they spelt it with two L's which was like one clue that was something wasn't right and number two um, the way I, I run the contest is uh, I announce the winner and then the winner, it's up to the winner. They have a week to contact me with their name and, and address and let me know that they won the contest. Now, I'll remember your name, so I'll know if you won or not. So, um, But you, if you send me your address, then I'll just go ahead and send you your scrappy contest prize. Uh, but I don't actually reach out to anybody to let them know they've won. Um, I, it just works. It's easier for me to do it this way. So yeah, if you get a strange, you know, text or I can't believe anybody would even bother doing this. I mean, like who in their right mind would be sitting there thinking, gee, let's, let's go monkey with a crafter, you know, like, let's go, let's go mess with those paper crafting folk. <laughs> you know, this is crazy. Um, uh, I don't understand what they would get out of doing that because, um, it just makes no sense. But uh, anyway, unfortunately, yeah, that was a, a scam. And uh, let's just stay vigilant and aware. So yes, if you win the Scrappy Contest, please contact me at my email address, pam at thepaperoutpost.com um, with your name and address. And that's how we connect and I get you your prize. Um, so there we go. Uh, Tammy Broussard says, I love to watch Pam at work or is it play? She asks. Uh, it's it's mostly play, I will say. Um, uh, I really enjoy playing with paper, and I I'm so tickled pink to find so many others who love to do the same thing. And it's way more fun than watching the news. 
uh, I don't know, it's just very relaxing and um, just think about things that are fun and good and old and interesting times and, uh, you know, fun things about making books and sharing books with others and and uh, sharing ideas about how to make books and embellishments and covers and fun things that we can do. So thanks for coming along for this wild ride. This has been fun. Um, Studio Tinadrill asks, what was the best thing you found in an estate sale for cheap? I showed my husband what I was making using an old book page and then much later, he comes home from an estate sale and hands me an old dictionary, which I looked up the publisher and had been print- printed at least 160 years ago. It was in pretty bad shape with rather, rather fragile pages and a lot of age discoloration, but still sound enough to craft with. Oh, that's a great question. I've got to found so many things. Um... I do remember finding some very, very... I don't know how old it was. It looked antique to me um antique lace which uh, i was just dumb i was like oh my god I, lo- I just fell in love with that um so, oh geez so many books over the years so much paper Oof, well, that's a really tough question um i don't think i've ever found a ledger at an estate sale but what else have i found i found old pictures for a very good price and i was very excited about that I do remember that. So if that helps, that was fun. Um, one thing I will say, I'll leave you with this little tidbit, is that a lot of people when they're selling old books, they look at the condition of the book. And this woman made a very good point by saying that it was in pretty bad shape, rather fragile pages and lots of age and discoloration. If the, um, As long as it's not moldy, if sometimes it doesn't matter how bad the cover looks because... For, for our purposes, often, the if we're going to use the pages inside, it really doesn't matter how beat up the cover is. So sometimes you can get a really good discount if you happen you know, to point out how beat up the cover is, you know, <laughs> or they're kind of noticing, um, yeah, the cover's a little rough or it's falling off or the back, of, the back cover is gone. And you might be thinking to yourself, that's okay with me because I just really want those inside pages because uh, I'll be crafting for days with those pages. And um, so, yeah, sometimes to get a good deal on a book, go for a really good good beaten up covered book because um the price can drop um distinctively what do you think sonny oh i totally agree mom <laughs> okay yeah he's been there with me he knows he goes to the garage sales um so anyway there you go folks there's another round of crafty questions um answered for you i hope you are having fun out there uh keep on having papery fun and i will talk to you next time take care everyone Bye bye <laughs>